I'm Stephanie Cox, and this is Mobile Matters. Today, I'm joined by Marsha Villasenor at Merkle. She's responsible for digital messaging at Merkle and has spent the last 10 years developing and managing multi-channel communication life cycles. In this episode, Marsha and I talk a lot about the difference between a mobile first and a mobile all mentality, why a multi-channel approach is so crucial to your marketing success, and how you shouldn't be afraid anymore to remove unengaged subscribers. And make sure you stick around to the end where I'll give my recap and top takeaways so that you can not only think about mobile differently, but implement it effectively. Welcome to the show, Marsha. I'd love to just hear your perspective of how you think about mobile strategy overall and, you know, really combining all the different ways you can communicate on mobile with someone. Well, as you said, multi-channel campaigns is something that's near and dear to my heart. And I think that, um, you know, with any kind of technology, mobile is moving so quickly that it's it's really hard for organizations to keep up, you know, and one of the ways that they can keep up, which I think they're struggling with, is pulling together the multi-channel mobile and tying it into their day-to-day marketing. You know, mobile really should be major component of your daily marketing efforts and not a separate component. So when you think about multi-channel mobile, what exactly encompasses all that for you? You know, mobile comes across every channel, right? So there's mobile web, there's mobile email, there's SMS and MMS, there's mobile push. Um, You know, we even have social media ads that we see on our mobile devices. So really, you know, having a comprehensive strategy that encompasses all of those through a coordinated effort, you know, is really the the ideal way to be successful at mobile marketing. I think that's a really great point because a lot of times when I talk to other marketers about mobile, they immediately think of like their native mobile app or they think of like SMS. They don't think about all those other components that you talked about, right? Email, social ads, and really thinking about it as the device we consume it on. As they say, everyday mobile is, is more and more important, right? Everybody walks around with their mobile device attached to their bodies. They never put them down. You know, we do our online shopping. We do our online banking. We do everything through mobile. So as marketers, we should also be marketing everything through mobile and really even moving away from the mobile first mentality in, into more just a mobile all mentality. Everything we do should be geared towards mobile. It should also be available on desktop obviously, but I think as mobile becomes more and more important, it's going to really, you know, become the primary component of our marketing. So let's say right now I've been designing primarily for desktop first, mobile second, which is what I've talked to so many marketers and they're still doing. How do you think about getting someone to flip to like a mobile all mentality? Yeah, desktop and tablet, that's still important, but I really want to think about where you know, 60, 70, 80% of my content is consumed, which is on that mobile device. How do you think about having that conversation with someone? You know, it's it's really a matter of changing, changing mindset, right? And I think we're seeing it slowly happen as a lot of the web properties that we see. Um, you can you can see from the design how they're made to scroll continuously on a mobile device, and that's translated a little bit to desktop, but I still think that organizations are modifying their desktop web properties to fit mobile instead of vice versa. I really think that we should be developing for mobile and then optimizing for desktop after the fact. I completely agree. So when you think about multi-channel marketing, you know, specifically tied to mobile, how are you thinking about measuring success? Because that's one thing I find too, that sometimes marketers have a hard time putting 
benchmarks around is how I think about measuring my mobile success. Like with native mobile apps, the first thing I always hear is it's the number of downloads. And I always challenge, it's not the number of downloads, it's downloads plus engagement, plus return visits, plus ROI. It's all these other things like we would think about for like a standard web property. So when you're thinking about, you know, crafting a multi-channel journey, how are you thinking about measuring that? I agree 100%. It is not just downloads and it's, and it's not just opens and it's not just clicks. It's actually, you know, becoming the customer and being engaged and completing whatever that CTA is that, that we're sending out, you know, and as you said, being a repeat customer and being engaged with the brand, you know, having whatever that mobile property is that the brand has, you know, it being kind of that go-to place for the customer. So, you know, if I'm a big fan of cosmetics and I download, you know, a cosmetics mobile app, and then I'm, you know, getting ready for a date night or a wedding or what have you, I should be opening up that app to look for makeup tips or things like that. I shouldn't just be using it for purchase. I should be using it to kind of engage with the brand and to, you know, help answer my questions around whatever that brand is, is selling. I think it's a really great point. One of the things that I think has been challenging on mobile that we haven't seen as much on email or even on web properties is the ability to like do dynamic content, right? If you think about email, we can make a, an entire email be personalized to you, but it becomes harder on a mobile device for a mobile app or um, even for some mobile messaging. But I, I think that's one thing that people are missing is how do I think about creating those more personalized pieces of content? Yeah, and I and I really think that kind of the, the progressive content is the way to go, um, whether it be through email or through SMS. You know, I've some of the most successful SMS campaigns that I've done have included just a shortened URL that really takes them to a mobile landing page that is designed and personalized to the customer. So, um, you know, combining some of these technologies is, is really the way to personalize and engage with the customer a little more effectively, you know, instead of just thinking, oh, I'm going to do an SMS campaign or I'm going to do an email campaign, you know, it should be tied together where the email takes you to a personalized experience or the SMS, you know, as much as possible. Since there are limitations, particularly around SMS, we really have to be creative and thinking about the best way to deliver content through that channel. I think we all, as consumers, have the stories of like, I got an email and a text message with the exact same message from the same brand within a few minutes of each other. So how do you think about structuring that so it comes across as helpful, is exactly what they need when they need it, but isn't feel like you're blasting them with too much? Yeah, so I think um, customer behavior is, is really key. You know, we really need to understand what they're engaging with and use those channels as the primary channel and our other channels as kind of a follow-up if we're not getting through to them. I also love the idea of that kind of that progressive marketing effort where the messaging in a multi-channel campaign is slightly different across each channel. So it's not, you're not looking at an exact replica of what you see in email in your social media app. They should be a little bit different, but with a similar theme. Um, you know, it kind of makes it interesting, almost like a storytelling process where, you know, they get one piece of email and then they see something similar in social media that they can click on and get a little bit more. So, um, you know, it's really dependent on the brand and, and how, you know, what you're trying to promote, obviously, but some brands really can create a very rich experience where they're driving their customers from one channel to another and they're kind of taking them through a story timeline. That's a really great point. I love the idea of calling it like progressive marketing. How do you think about, right, in a lot of large organizations, you know, mobiles maybe owned by one person, emails owned by some someone different, socials, you know, controlled by, 
you know, a different group? How do you think about getting them all together so you can have kind of like we were talking about a similar theme to the message, but it's different content across every channel? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's where your strategy team, um, whoever is your strategy leadership or your um, program or product managers really have to come in and, and kind of help coordinate those efforts across all the different channels. And, you know, I've worked in organizations where each channel is very siloed and people work very independently. And sometimes one team doesn't even know what the other one's doing and they might be working on the same thing, but they're not working together. So you really need those campaign management to kind of spread across all those channels and pull all of that together to truly be successful. And a multi-channel campaign you know, it can it can double or triple ROI easily, if not more. You know, and particularly with the holidays coming up, you know, brands really need to think about how they can make all of these channels work together without bombarding the customers and you know increasing their ROI and their success in these campaigns. Do you ever think we're gonna start to see you know, roles like multi-channel marketing directors that are responsible for really orchestrating all of this? Or I know there's been a lot of talk and I've seen it pop up in some organizations of like a chief digital officer that's really going to be responsible for like the digital customer experience. Do you think that's the direction that we're headed? Or do you think, you know, in time, marketing is still going to be super fragmented and we're going to have to take it upon ourselves to, you know, come together in a room and, you know, flush it all out? Well, I think smart organizations are heading the route that, that you mentioned of a chief digital officer or, um, you know, the digital strategist or even even I've even seen this fall to the program managers where their, you know, their responsibility is to develop this kind of multi-channel program mentality across the, the different teams in the organization. Um, and when I have worked with people who do that, we really, we really have seen a lot of success. So when you think back to your own experience, what would you say is like your favorite mobile story, something that you did from a project that went so well, and why was that unique? So I think, um, you know, I worked in the higher ed space for, for quite a while, and I, I really think that some of the enrollment tools that we were able to provide for our students in, as soon as their enrollment was approved, you know, getting them a text message with a video, congratulating them and welcoming them to their new program, to the school, getting them excited. You know, we were able to do A-B testing with that and, and really see a tremendous increase in student engagement from the students that did receive that kind of, you know, amped up video to get them all psyched for going to school, you know, from a high level executive or a dean welcoming them to the school or other students telling them about their experience. So, you know, being able to do that immediately through mobile on their mobile device and getting them to engage very, very quickly was really key to um, getting them to start and persist in school and be successful. Do you think it was due to the quickness at which you were able to send that, the type of content? I think it was a combination of the channel and, and, you know, the speed. So obviously getting an SMS campaign out the door can, can happen a lot faster than an email. Um, and getting it on their mobile device as a text message, you know, uh, and I, I tell people repeatedly, you know, if you look at your device and look at the little, um, little banners of how many unopened emails you have versus how many un unopened text messages you have, you know, most people have thousands of unopened emails, but they rarely ever have more than one or two unopened texts or unread text messages. So getting two people, particularly millennials, through SMS and then getting them to click through and engage with other content really seems to be successful. So let's think back to like the biggest challenge you faced in mobile. What was the hardest thing you've ever had to do or figure out? 
I think the biggest challenge with mobile, and, and this is probably true still today, is the, the regulatory and compliance component, right? So, you know, once TCPA came out, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, and we had to change the way we market to mobile devices, um, I think a lot of organizations really struggled with getting that compliance component in place and and keeping it in place because it is it's tricky and it's um, you know it's there's a risk you know you see every day you know these lawyers with commercials on TV you know asking if you received unwanted text messages and you know call them so you can get money so um, there's definitely a regulatory and, and compliance risk if you're not marketing to mobile correctly via SMS. And that's probably the biggest challenge that I faced and that a lot of organizations face. That's the one thing I always tell people is if you've, you know, never done mobile messaging or even native mobile apps, then you don't have like the war wounds to show for it. It's not, it's not easy because it requires you to know so much about regulations and compliance. Yes. And, and it's so easy to lose, you know, um, and a lot of people don't realize that an opt-in doesn't necessarily belong to the person on the mobile number. It belongs to the phone number. So if I change my phone number, I'm no longer opted in with you. Um, and if somebody else gets my phone number and you text them because you have me in there as a customer with that number, that's not compliant. So it's really hard to keep up with that and to keep number, numbers current. And, you know, you, you really have to make sure that people are engaging and receiving and, and using the offers that you're sending. And you have to, um, you know, be very conscientious about hygiene, data hygiene with SMS and mobile numbers and, you know, make sure you purge people that aren't engaging. And, you know, it, it's definitely a lot of work. So you just mentioned one of my favorite thing topics, which is purging people who aren't engaged, because I'm a big advocate for this across, you know, mobile, email. So when you think about you know, making a decision to clean your list based on who's not engaging with you, like why do you believe strongly that that's something that marketers should be doing? If I'm sending something repeatedly and you're not opening it or you're not responding, you're not interested. And you're either not interested in my product, not interested in my message, or you don't want to be engaged with through that channel. So that's where you really want to you know, look at behavior and say, okay, well, they're not responding to SMS, but they're opening every email. So maybe I should stop sending SMS and focus on email. Or vice versa. Um, you know, that's where you really need to take the customer behavior into account. Well, that's where I think to your point earlier around this multi-channel journey and having it set up where all of your channels are tied together. Because you can say, right, if you're not engaging on this channel, then direct it to this channel or test this out. I mean, we do that in our own marketing here, right, which is more elevate B2B where we think about if you're not engaging with us on the channel that we're reaching out to you on, what's another channel we can reach out to you that might cause you to engage? Yes. And, and, you know, of course, using some sort of marketing automation platform that allows you to do that, where, you know, you can send an email and say, well, if they don't open the email, send them an SMS. If they do open an email, don't send them an SMS. Or if they haven't opened an email in the past six months, send SMS. Or if they haven't engaged with SMS in the past three months, don't send it. You know, so using those those um, marketing automation platforms that where you can build out those rules is really critical too. I think trying to manage, as we said, trying to manage all of these in silos as independent channels just just doesn't work. So thinking to you know your entire experience in your career, if hindsight was twenty twenty, what's like the one thing that you wish you would have known? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, if hindsight was 2020, I think um, probably, you know, what I had mentioned of just really understanding how not to over message customers because it, you, you lose customers 
you're not going to get them back. It's rare you'll get them back. Um, you know, when that campaigns might help, but just really understanding where that, that fine line is between giving them what they need and being invasive on their mobile device. So you've spent time on both the brand side and now you're on the agency side. What do you think are like the biggest challenges facing marketers in regards to mobile, like moving forward? What's the things that we're not thinking about doing or we're doing, we're just not doing well. Um, I think really the timeliness of, of just getting your mobile opt-ins or getting your customers um, acclimated to mobile because people will spend a lot of time and effort building out these huge campaigns to to get people to opt into SMS or to download their mobile app. And they spend all this time doing that, that they actually forget that they're doing it to deliver content. So then, you know, three months go by and you don't get a text message or anything through the mobile app. Um, you really need to kind of have a content strategy laid out and ready to go before you even start those opt-ins. It's not, some people say it's kind of putting the cart before the horse, but you know, once you collect those opt-ins, if you have nothing to give them, then, you know, that whole effort of collecting them was, was really wasted because, you know, if you don't message them in three months, they're going to, most people will look at a text message and say, who is this? I don't know who you are. If you haven't received a message from them, or if you don't get a message and continue to get them on a regular basis. Exactly. And my first thought is this must be spam. Yes. I didn't opt into this. Who are you? Whereas if you just opted in and you get your double opt-in, you get your confirmation, and then you get regular messages with offers and things that are valuable to you, you know, you actually come to appreciate it. You know, I know I have certain brands that I, I opted into mobile. And when I, the rare occasion that I do still actually go to a store and go shopping, I always check my mobile device because I think, oh, I bet I have a coupon in my, in my text messages from them. You know, because I know which ones I'm getting from and which ones I value. Exactly. Um, and we're, it's just, it's so frustrating. Like if you're going to do it to your point earlier, you, like do it right, do it immediately or don't do it. So thinking to the future, right? If we all had a magic ball and could read what's coming, where do you think the future of mobile is headed? How are consumers going to engage with brands on mobile? What does that look like to you? I, you know, I really think, you know, as I said before, the whole, um, the mobile web design, you know, I, I, I think that we're, we're going to look for our favorite brands on our mobile device and expect a fully mobile experience. We're no, no longer going to accept the desktop platform that was, you know, potentially version for mobile or even a non-mobile web page. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed whenever I look something up on my mobile and, and something that's not responsive or mobile friendly pops up in this day and age, that's almost unacceptable from a brand anymore. So I, I really think that that full mobile experience where you look for something on your device and it, you know, immediately pops up in a really great mobile friendly way that allows you to find what you're looking for, order what you want, your notifications, you know, and everything happens on your device. It's funny, you know, I even find myself sometimes when I'm sitting at my computer doing stuff, I'll pick up my phone to do something on my phone instead of just pulling it up on, on the desktop. You know, and then I'm like, oh, I can be doing this on a big screen instead of this tiny thing. But, you know, I, I have things bookmarked and saved on my mobile device and my passwords are in there and it's just easier to do everything. And that's what the mobile experience should be like. It should be easy and it should be seamless. And it should be fast, right? Yes, it should be fast. It should not be a frustrating experience where it takes forever for things to load. You know, some of those pages that are out there that aren't really as optimized for mobile as they should be, it just takes forever for them to load. The images are too big. You know, the font's not the right size. The buttons aren't done right. 
it's just not a comfortable experience on a mobile device. And that's what everybody wants now. Well, that's one of my huge pet peeves is if you're going to do buttons on mobile, make it so an adult finger can tap it. (laughs) Yes. Like if they are too small and I have to zoom in, like that's not okay. It's not, you know. You run the risk of clicking on something else that's close to it. And that's another thing. There should be enough space between those links so that you don't mistakenly click on the wrong link because you're trying to do it on a mobile device on a link that's too small and too close to another one. Exactly. Well, and then my favorite, which is I accidentally clicked on something I didn't mean to. And now you've recorded that in my like consumer profile. And now you start sending me content about it. Yes. Now you're going to go around with ads for something that you're not interested in everywhere you go. Exactly. I've known Marsha for several years now, and I always enjoy hearing her perspective. She brings up some really great points, especially around this idea that mobile is more than just native mobile apps and SMS programs. Instead, we really need to think about mobile as the way we consume content, not just as a channel anymore. Now let's get to my favorite part of the show, where we'll take the education and apply it to your business. There are so many great insights from my conversation with Marsha that can really transform how you think about mobile marketing. Let's dive into my top three takeaways. First, it's time that we all stop designing for desktop first and then thinking about how it transitions to mobile. Given that the average U.S. consumer is already spending three hours a day on their mobile phone and more than 50% of web traffic is coming from mobile devices, it's clearly time for us to adopt a mobile-first mentality. And one of the first questions I get asked when I say that is, well, what's the difference between mobile-first and mobile-responsive? Well, a lot. So a mobile-responsive website typically means that you've designed it for desktop first, and then you've thought about how it will transition to mobile. And in most cases, that involves stacking content, implementing a hamburger menu, and so forth. And that was really the right way to get started when we were all trying to figure out how to deliver website experiences on a mobile device for the first time. But it's time for a change. We need to really start designing for mobile first and then thinking about how it scales up to desktop. So think about that. Today, we think about scaling from desktop down to mobile, and now we need to flip it. We need to start with mobile and scale up to desktop, and that's going to require more focus and prioritization during the design process. We're going to have to sweat every single piece of functionality we put on the mobile screen, just like we sweat the words in our messaging. And we're going to need to know who's coming to our website, why they're coming, where they're usually accessing it from, what are their expectations in terms of speed. And these answers are going to be different than what you see with a desktop user. There are also going to be generational impacts to this. Think about it for a second. Millennials and Gen Z are growing up with a mobile-first mindset. Many of them have their first phone in middle school and even some in elementary school. And they're spending numerous hours a day watching videos or using messaging apps. To a lot of people in Gen Z, texting is outdated. Think about that. This is why it's so important for us to adopt a mobile-first mentality now. It's not something you can solve overnight. In fact, it's going to be an ongoing challenge that will not only require you to change your website, but also fundamentally change how your entire organization thinks about mobile. And I can promise you one thing. It's not going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth the effort if mobile usage continues to grow at the pace that it's been growing. Next, I'm still surprised by how many marketers aren't thinking strategically about multi-channel marketing, especially when you're seeing these campaigns result in double or triple ROI like Marsha mentioned. Now, 
Let me tell you, I get it. It's hard, especially in large organizations where you have channels that are often siloed and typically have different reporting structures and different measurements of success. So is all hope lost? No, I promise. Let's start with the good news. You're already doing multi-channel marketing to some extent if you have a website, an email program, social media accounts, etc. The problem is, is it's disjointed. And that's why you'll hear people talk about the difference between multi-channel marketing and omni-channel marketing. And in reality, they really both involve using multiple channels to communicate with a customer. The big difference is whether or not that's done strategically across every channel across the entire customer journey. So are you thinking about this from a cohesive customer experience standpoint? And are you putting the customer at the center of that communication? But regardless of what you're calling it, right, we just need to stop operating in silos and we need to work together to develop this comprehensive strategy. In a lot of organizations, there's no one leading that effort today. And does that mean that we just wait? No, get everyone together in a room. If you run mobile apps, as an example, or email marketing, get all of your counterparts together. Work together on developing a comprehensive cross-channel communication strategy and present that to your senior leadership team. Think about the reaction you're going to get is if you bring a strategy that you've all worked on together that's going to help deliver an exceptional customer experience to your leadership team, I can't think of a senior leader who wouldn't want to make that happen. But to do this, you're going to have to start combining technologies. And that easiest example that I can think of is really sending an email and that taking you to a personalized mobile landing page or sending an SMS to someone that hasn't interacted with you on email for a couple of weeks and trying to reignite that conversation with mobile. But the key to this, and this is what I cannot stress enough, everyone, is don't send the exact same message across every single channel. I know we all want consistent messaging across every channel. I get it. But here's the thing. We all as consumers get frustrated when we see the exact same message from brands multiple times across different channels. If it didn't appeal to me the first time, it's not going to appeal to me the second time, no matter how you send it to me. So let's stop thinking about using the exact same language across every single channel for consistency. Instead, let's think about it as a drumbeat, okay? So what is this overall concept you're trying to get across? And how can you take that concept and translate it for every channel based on what works best for that channel? And this really means that we got to talk to people differently. How you talk to customers on social needs to be different than how you talk to them on the web and on email or SMS. And most importantly, don't over-message them. Resist, resist, resist people. I know it's within our nature as marketers when we're not seeing the results we want to send more messages. I get it. I've done it. I'm trying to never do it again. But when you start over-messaging people, especially with content they don't want on channels they're not interested in talking to you on, they stop paying attention to you. And it's almost impossible to get them back. Don't fall into this trap. Finally, let's talk about my most controversial topic of today's interview, purging subscribers. I get it. It's scary. We've all been trained to grow subscriber lists for most of our careers. And now I'm telling you, let's decrease it on purpose. I know it sounds crazy, but trust me, you're going to want to do it. Because why are you continuing to send messages to people who aren't engaged with your brand? If they're not opening and responding to your messages, 
they don't want them and it's okay, right? It's time to let them go. This is where we all take a deep breath and repeat, it's going to be okay. If our subscriber lists decrease by 5, 10, even 30%, it's okay. Let them go. They'll come back when they want to engage with your brand. And if they don't, that's okay too. The world will not end, I promise. Now let's get to my mobile marketing challenge for you this week. I want you to run some reports looking at the overall engagement level of your audience. You're going to want to start with looking at how many people haven't opened a single message from you across any channel in the last six months and compare that to the number of messages you're sending them. I think you will be absolutely shocked by these numbers that you're going to see. And then I want you to take it a step further and look at the people that are opening messages from you and see how many of them are actually taking the behavior you want. If you're trying to get them to buy something, how many of them are actually buying it? If you're trying to get them to follow you on social, how many of them are actually doing that? And once again, I think you're going to be surprised. Then the next thing you got to do is take your marketing automation platform and create an unengaged audience list. And I initially recommend removing every single person from that list, regardless of the channel. But I know that's going to seem really drastic for a lot of you. So if you want to try something else first, do a win back campaign, send them a few more messages, how they need to re-opt in to receive messages from you, or you're going to remove them in a certain period of time. And that time can be really based on your business. And you can have fun with it and do something around messaging about breaking up is hard to do, so it really draws attention. But you've got to commit to it. And if they don't respond and they don't re-opt in, you've got to remove them. So this week, I encourage you to be brave, say goodbye to all of your unengaged subscribers. I promise you it's going to be okay. You've been listening to Mobile Matters. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also visit lumivate.com slash blog to get more access to thought leaders, best practices, and all things mobile. 